0: Coming up on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, the Cougars are in bounce-back mode after a rough weekend on the road. Coach Rose breaks it down and looks ahead to two games here at home. Plus, junior guard McKay Cannon joins us here in studio. See, making his Rose Show debut, it is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. It starts now. Inside.
1: eight with two seconds. It is all over. Off the dribble.
0: That was nasty. Jimmer from 40 feet.
1: The most important thing here now is that we learn about ourselves and what we need to focus on and get better each week.
0: Eli, to the elbow, to the lane, to the rim, a handoff to Yoli, throw the throwdown! Yoli, child with the dog. TJ, around Norvell, ball fake, scoop on the right hand, score tremendously done. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented
1: by Siegfried and Jensen, live from Studio C in Provo, Utah, with
0: your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rubel. broadcasting building here in Provo, Utah, for our weekly hour of Cougar Hoops conversation. If you'd like to see the show in person, you can save a spot in Studio C at BYUcougars.com slash Rose Show. And you can fire away with questions for Coach Rose and McKay Cannon using the Rose Show hashtag. Coach Rose alongside as we enter already, wow, our final month of shows, our final month of games, regular season games at least. And for the first time in a long time, Coach, we're talking about back-to-back losses. And the credit to your program is it's rare that we do that. It's been a long time since you've had to have this kind of bounce-back situation.
1: Yeah, it is February. That's... uh you know, at the time of year where everything gets a little bit more intense and guys are trying to figure out uh you know, a little bit more about their team and actually starting to look a little bit towards um, you know, what happens, you know, in March. So um I, I think that uh, you know, our guys learned a lot uh this weekend. I, I think both games were uh winnable games for us. I think that we did a lot of things really well. Um But, you know, in both those games, we came up a little bit short. So uh, we'll we'll, we'll see how we respond. It's uh, uh, we got two home games this weekend and then, you know, two on the road and then a split week. So it's the balance, I think, is pretty good to to finish the season. And, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll just move on and go from here.
0: Well, our viewers and uh, listeners know that our first segment is usually a look back segment. And we're going to look at last weekend, which opened in Los Angeles against LMU, a team that you'd beaten 10 straight times, Dave, but a team that really plays you tough.
1: Yeah, the matchup is is, you know, really uh it's difficult for us because of uh, you know, their athleticism and and usually their size and, and the big fella played quite well in this game. But, you know, we, we got off to a really tough start uh, defensively. I think that uh it's a real, you know, kind of a key for us is that our ability to be able to to uh to guard and to keep guys from getting a lot of confidence. You look at it's you know, I mean, they're they're already up in the twenty-five, thirty-point mark with ten minutes left in the half, and so uh, Scott and Bateman were just two guys that they were one and one A on our scouting report, and so you know we knew what we were in for. But uh,
0: they played like it.
1: They uh, we 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 just let them get going, and and there's certain guys that get going on certain teams that gives the entire team confidence, and these two are obviously the two of the guys that are, are really big for them. You can see that. Eli got fouled pretty hard there and and we got him out of the game for I tried to put him back in and and Rob wouldn't my trainer wouldn't let us put it back put him back in and we got down at halftime
0: You say you got fouled there was no call
1: There was yeah I mean he went to the monitor to check it out to, and, and all he could really say is that it was a common foul but um and so we got, we, we had to fight back we I mean, were down in a hole and Eli did a really good job of uh you know of, of competing and coming back and giving You know, there's a great play in in transition where he blocks a shot. TJ comes through here and kicks it to Eli, and we make a nice, you know, little run, little comeback here. But they were just, you know, those were the kind of plays that killed us right there where we get the actual miss, we get the stop, and then we we can't finish the play. And, uh, you know, we end up in a really disappointing loss.
0: BYU uh, had a rough night uh, from the arc, a theme that kind of continued on to the weekend, and you'd been sh- shooting the three really well. But you'd probably look at the turnover number and say, as much as anything, that was probably where you would have liked to-, to clean it up a little bit.
1: Yeah, and, and a lot of the turnovers were just really hard to guard. You know, there were live turnovers that led straight in the baskets. And, and so that's, that's hard to deal with. But, you know, I, I think that uh, when, when you go back and you watch the film and you kind of break it down and analyze it, the shots that we're getting, are shots that we, 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 get, we have to take. And we got to make. And so we're running, we're, you know, we're offensively, I think that uh, our guys are executing offense the way it needs to be executed. Uh, we, just need to, we just need to finish, finish shots. Defensively is where we're kind of having some issues. And it felt like physically in this game that we didn't compete like uh, we really needed to physically. And so we made an adjustment for the, a personnel adjustment for the next game. And I thought that uh, that really helped us in that area. But we still had issues trying to make shots.
0: The next game was at Gonzaga, uh, where BYU had won three straight times, so you knew that they'd be ready for you. But you guys were equally ready. It was a great effort, I thought, start to finish in, in Spokane.
1: Yeah, I think we're really starting to understand offensively uh, the spacing of our team and how they have one other team. Like, there's a double team, and you know, Yoli immediately found his opposite post guy, which was
0: Luke. And So many good passes from Yoli. There's
1: a, uh, you know, where they get two on the ball, and we kick it to the corner, and and one more pass to, to, to Tease, and he... He makes it. You, you, you know the thing with with Gonzaga is they just keep bringing players at you. There's Joe with a big offensive rebound and stuck it in. I thought he, I thought maybe Yo played one of his best games ever as far as his ability to affect the game in so many different ways. And a lot of different ways. We go in at halftime down ten, but I, I actually felt like you know it was uh, the game was pretty manageable. You know we came out in the second half, got it a couple two or three stops, got the game to six, then to four, and. Uh, and I thought, you know, there's a great pass Another by great Yo. Ball, yeah. We get we get the ball out of the double team to Yo, and then they help on the corner, and Yo puts it straight to the corner. There's Perkins in transition. That was a uh, you know pretty uh, <laughs> uh, big basket. There's Tej, you know, kind of playing with just so much confidence on attack, and and Eli finding Luke uh, with a really nice pass.
0: Another great find. And
1: then that double team, you know, this is a huge shot. It's fifty-nine, yeah. fifty-nine, and Norvell is all for six from three at that time, and then he jumps up and pops that thing. And freshman, yeah. Then we have a tough time here, Ugh. you know, and and, they, and he had a tough time trying to figure out how to dribble the ball, but uh, <laughs> they got to keep it. So uh, that was a, an interesting finish to uh, a pretty. Intense, tough, fought, hard-fought game.
0: But really in it right to the end. The the margin there at sixty-eight sixty. But uh, really to the final couple of minutes, Morville makes that big shot in a tie game. But you are right there.
1: Yeah, and you and you look at three-point field goals. I mean, three for twenty. That's that's. Uh, and and again, you know, a lot of people say, "Well, why do you keep shooting threes? Well, you, you keep shooting threes because those are shots that are, are wide open for us, and they're shots that our offense is designed to actually get, depending on how the defense plays. And so, I, I think that. Uh, you make a few adjustments, a few improvements, and, uh, you know, the outcome's different, and, and hopefully that we get another shot at them and we can uh, maybe flip the uh, you know, the karma a little bit mm-hmm. where we haven't beat them at home for a while, so maybe we can do that.
0: Yeah, they got theirs. You've got try, try, time to get yours. Well, we're heading down the stretch uh, in the West Coast Conference, taking a peek at uh, where the standing shape up uh, in the final month of regular season play, and uh, BYU has a little company there. Damon Stoudemire's team, uh, Coach Rose, playing very well right now.
1: Yeah, and so is USD. USD. I mean, uh, you, you look at—I kind of forget about Pacific because we're not playing them anymore. <laughs> but USD, we got a game with them, and Santa Clara, obviously, and USF, and Portland, uh, and then Pep. Those are the guys we end, end the season with, along with Gonzaga. So it's uh, there's a lot of games to be played to figure out how you know the tournament's going to be. And then it looks like there's a it's going to go down to the wire. You know, s- same areas and Gonzaga play uh, on Saturday this week or yep. Thursday this week.
0: They play the Saturday they game play on Saturday,
1: yeah. so um, you know the the national rankings will will take a hit because one of them is going to lose. But
0: uh, maybe, maybe maybe not too much though. These are two top fifteen teams, and uh, I, mean, I hope people recognize how good they both really are. Yeah, yeah,
1: they they are good teams, and you know St. Mary's got himself a heck of a winning streak yeah. going on right now, and uh, it'll be interesting. I, I think every everything will be that St. Mary's will be favored uh, to win that game, but. Uh, uh, you know Gonzaga has played them really well in their building for you know ever since we've been in the league. So we'll see how that goes.
0: All right, we're taking our first break here on the show, and as we do, want you to know that you can enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet, dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen, and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail, all at the Residence Inn Marriott in Provo. When we come back, the Cougars are back home for back-to-back games at the Marriott Center. The coach previews games with Santa Clara and San Francisco next. As BYU basketball with Dave Rose continues from Studio C. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented in part by The BYU Creamery, the classic BYU tradition. Have a scoop today. And by Smith's. Low prices, market fresh at Smith's. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose presented by Siegfried and Jensen. The Cougars back home this week. couple of Bay Area visitors in town. Santa Clara Thursday, San Francisco Saturday and Coach, you've had a lot of success against the Broncos here at home and you played them pretty well at Levy as well. You played a really nice game against them uh, last month.
1: Yeah, we played one of our better games of the season against uh, against Santa Clara. They, they, um, you know, they're a three-point shooting team and the team has got great size, but we got off to a really good start in this game and and they double teamed Yo, and yo you know it really did a good job of spreading the ball around i think um you know our 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 defense in this game Jashir did a tremendous job on their bleeding scorer KJ Fagan but uh Eli was uh you know hot in this game hitting shots and
0: double double for and, him as and well T- and
1: TJ yeah. was was rolling you know from the perimeter and
0: Zach scored 11 i think in when, that game when we're yeah.
1: making shots from the perimeter it's uh, it's a whole different team and and i think that uh you know, hopefully that we can get back on track. I mean, you know, you don't you don't ever plan, you know, on on uh, going eight. What were we eight for forty four or something like that from the three point line and
0: last week, yeah.
1: And uh, you know, that's I, I, the, 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 there's somewhere in there where you, you you figure out maybe you stop shooting threes and try to, but you know, defensively teams are so good at being able to take away the your ability to drive to the basket and the rules have changed now, and you get inside that restricted arc. All you gotta do is jump up in the air, keep your hands straight, and you can't get to the basket as easy as you could back in uh, you know the days where they were calling fouls, all kind of fouls around the basket. So you've got to be able to uh, you know find a way uh, to score the ball without getting to the basket sometimes, and, and sometimes you just gotta jump up and stick those things in.
0: Coach, yours is a team though that really does rely on you know kind of fouls being called to put you at the free throw line. It's a big part of your game.
1: Yeah, and, and we didn't get to the line much in either game. Yeah. I, I don't think there was a foul call in the Gonzaga game for 15 minutes or so. It was a, it was a pretty physical first half. And and then it's really physical last three or four minutes of the game, too, where uh, what we did he end up at the line? We went nine times or something like that? Nine for 11. So, you know, so we went four times, five times to the line. So that's uh, you know that's going to be a low-scoring game for us because that's part of – you know, one of the real, you know, uh, core values to what our offense is built around. And uh, that varies a lot. And so uh, if that's going to vary, then you have to have certain other things that are really stable for you. And uh, that needs to be kind of our shooting percentage.
0: And three-point shooting had been pretty stable. I mean, it wasn't really – you hadn't had a week like this in a long time. Yep. So, all right, uh, San Francisco, another one of those WCC teams that uh, you have a good history with. Uh, you've beaten them uh, 10 in a row, and, and you had them on the hilltop at their place last month. And this was a game interesting because it, it got to where you were trailing in the final eight before rallying late.
1: Yeah, we really executed well down the stretch here. This this was a really hard-fought game, and the score isn't in really indicative of, of how difficult the game was for us. But, uh, you know, I thought that uh, we really shared the ball well. We you know, we played together. We executed. I think that late in the game, defensively, we got seven, eight, nine stops in a row. I think to uh, to kind of finish that game off. And I, th- I think that's you know, well, it is our our emphasis. But hopefully, our guys understand that. You know, that's that's really what has has been consistent for us and made us a pretty good team is is how consistent we've been defensively. And I think physically, uh, that's our challenge is is for us to be. A more physical team defensively. Uh, I think our game plans are really good. I think the execution of that game plan is good. I think our ability to be able to um, to to get stops and then rebound that first miss—that's a big key for us. Uh, In both these games, offensive rebounds hurt us, and we're one of the better teams in the country at uh, at defensive rebounds. we need to, 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 you know, to play that way in order for us to be successful.
0: Still a top 15 team in defensive rebound percentage and top 30 in defensive efficiency overall. Well, tonight's player guest coming up in a bit here, Coach, is McKay Cannon. He was maybe a bit of a surprise addition to your program in the offseason. Then he was a surprise, like, activation early in the season for you.
1: Well, I don't know if he was surprised to our our program. We kind of knew of McKay, and, and uh, you know, he, he kind of contacted us during the summer, and I kind of felt like he would be a part of uh, of what we did somehow i we didn 't have any idea that he would actually you know play this this season that was uh you know that came what, late in uh, November or early December where we actually got uh, information that he could actually you know participate for us but he 's a guy that 's got experience he 's played you know Division one basketball before when we 're a young team and and we needed you know i thought I thought we needed that experience in the locker room. And uh, he's been a great addition to our team. And I, you know, I know his wife you know, runs cross-country and track here at BYU, so the two of them have a pretty busy schedule. But uh, I think they're both enjoying their
0: time here. We'll get McKay in here coming up next. It is break time. And time for a reminder that Utah Community Credit Union helps people make smart decisions every day at UCCU. You can get a low fixed rate on a home equity line of credit and lock in that low rate for 10 years with absolutely no closing fees. To learn more, visit UCCU.com. After the break, a player responsible for many, a Cougar Cannon Blast. Yes, McKay Cannon joins us in Studio C. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Presented by Siegfried & Jensen. uh, McKay is coming up next.
1: Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. With
0: your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg Rebell. And we are back inside Studio C for more BYU basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Catch us every Tuesday evening on BYU TV and BYU Radio. And use the hashtag Rose Show to get a question in for Dave Rose or our player guest, McKay Cannon. Speaking of whom, next to the coach, I am Greg Rubel with a native of Shelley, Idaho. Transfer from Weber State University, number 24, McKay Cannon. Thanks for coming in. Thanks for having me. So I say, native of Shelley, Idaho. How accurate is that? Did you grow up there? I did. Yep. Like kind of a born and raised situation? Born and raised. Uh, it said that the folks. Folks own a dairy farm
2: that's correct yep my great-grandpa started and uh, and then my grandpa started it and then my dad just has uh continued doing it so
0: this is a true family tradition we're talking about (laughs) and here we see life uh, down on the farm apparently so uh yeah uh did you how active were you in the business if you will Uh, i worked some summers i was playing a lot of basketball luckily so (laughs) that got me out of some work during the summer
2: so (laughs) But yeah, I'd, I'd, there's there's always a spud harvest break during the school year, so two weeks off, and I'd be out harvesting and uh, driving truck and things of that sort. So,
0: you said the, the spud harvest break is that what it was? So they call it, yeah. Okay, right on. <laughs> did you uh, did you like facets of uh, of the farm and the operation of it, the whole thing? Or I'll
2: be honest with you, early on it wasn't something that I was in love with, it was something I did, um, and as I've grown older and kind of understood the business side of it. it's something that interests me obviously and it's something that i want to do so yeah
0: you said that fortunately basketball took you away uh <laughs> when did you really start playing basketball seriously
2: from from the beginning both my parents played college basketball so it's kind of in the family and it's just something that
1: i always did and loved
0: when you get a player like mckay can you tell us this is a guy that's kind of been born and raised on the game oh somewhat? yeah and
1: yeah. and you, you can also tell that uh he enjoys uh you know playing playing basketball because it takes him away from what's really work. a lot of guys think basketball is work but he actually <laughs> understands that it's it's pretty fun it's fun when i coached at millard high school when i first came out of college uh these kids would come in for open gym right straight from hauling and hay and stuff they, they were the happiest guys ever you know <laughs> coming to uh, where they got a chance to actually go play for a while instead of it work all day long
0: you said your folks played and uh siblings how many siblings do you have?
2: So there's five of us. Uh, three. I have three younger brothers and a sister.
0: All athletes, or?
2: Yeah. So I played my senior year. My little brother was on the varsity team as a sophomore, so I got to play with him my last year at high school. And then the rest are playing right now. So
0: how big were sports in Shelley?
2: It's big. <laughs> it's almost, I don't, it's almost the only thing that you can do out there. So the community really um, comes together and it's, it's a special, special uh, community.
0: And at the highest level in high school, you were both, you were playing football and basketball, right? Mm-hmm. Anything else?
2: I played baseball my freshman year and then um, decided just to go football and basketball.
0: Uh, did uh, you're a wide receiver and a DB in football? Correct. Yeah. Uh, but was it always basketball for you?
2: It was. Yeah. It's always been just something that I've loved. And I love football as well, but there's just something special about basketball, and that's uh, what I wanted to do.
0: You guys did win a state title in football. We did, yeah. And then state championship game in basketball. Never got yeah. the title but got to the final game? Mm-hmm. Is that pretty memorable to you? Do you still remember a lot about that experience? Yes, I do. What kind of game was it, by the way? We lost in
2: overtime, mm. and so I, was, I tried to push it off, but uh, I missed the game-winning shot, so that was, that was tough. But other than that, is not 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 too good.
0: <laughs> uh, we're, we'll get to a little more high school from you in our ten question segment. You committed to Weber State out of high school, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but before you played at Weber, you went on a mission.
2: Correct. Yeah, I went to Chile. Mm-hmm.
0: Dave, were you aware of McKay as an Idaho high schooler when he was playing up there?
1: Yeah, so I mean, he was scoring a bunch of points. Tim Lacombe went up and watched the game, and you know it was uh, it, it, it it's you know when you when you go back and look at all of the you know what's involved with recruiting and and who you've signed and what your needs are and when guys come through uh you know those that's usually all the the decision there's so many really good players that could play for us it's just hard to try to find where they all are and we ended up not offering McKay a scholarship coming out of high school but uh, i i i was very aware of him when we played Weaver and he was starting for <laughs> Weaver State because those are the guys that you always worry about you know the ones that uh, you know, we're interested a little bit in BYU, and then you end up not actually, uh, you know, work out. And and you sprained your ankle, didn't you? In that I game, mean, yeah. yeah, you were killing
0: us. Was that at Vivint <laughs> up at uh, in Salt Lake? <laughs> that one, yeah. yeah, yeah. Your mission to Chile uh, preceded your college career. We, we're going to see a picture. Um, I, I think at least is that supposed to be in Chile? That's in Chile. Yep. <laughs> so once, a, once, a, once on the farm. Always. Oh, Where would you find that cow? <laughs> Just. Uh, uh. The
1: people we're, weren't listening to him.
0: So <laughs> no, <laughs> they said, I to get of, a cow. <laughs> a little bit
2: of a break. We were actually tracting, and uh, we were in this little community, and it's called Malapia, and a lot of fields out there, and there was kind of a cow out in the middle in the streets, and I was like, eh, let's have some fun. So we were kind of messing with it and pushing it back to its owner, so <laughs> got a good pick of it.
0: Dave, you said uh, you didn't get him initially, but you did get him on the second time around. Uh, it was time for you to move on from Weber. How did you guys come together, BYU and, and, uh, and McKay?
2: Well, there's not. There's, you can't have much contact. Uh, you can't have any contact. To, um, but once I wanted to transfer from Weber State, I was released. And I didn't know where I was going to go. And they reached out to me, and I'm very grateful for that. And that's kind of where the contact started about two weeks after I was officially released. And I came on a little unofficial
1: visit, and
0: I loved it. Of course, there, you, you were familiar with them at that point. You yeah, knew, and
1: yeah. You know, we knew our situation, too. I mean, we knew that we were, uh, you know really needed some some depth and experience and the fact that he had you know I, mean, I think he started 41 games at Weaver State over the two years and and I mean it, it's amazing how it all worked out and the the way that he joined our team as far as being eligible to play and the game that he played the you know the first couple two or three games and what the, what a lift he, he's given us in those games and then you know ever since it's been uh uh, and then you our situation with Nick and, and you know Nick leaving the team and you know us and even needing an, another guy that's ready to actually step in and play. Uh, it, it was kind of you know a, kind of a godsend to have him come help us
0: out. And as Coach Rose mentioned, you're not the only one in your family who's a student athlete here at BYU. Tell us about your wife, uh, your wife Maddie, and what she's doing.
2: So she runs on the she runs cross country and track. Um, so she loves it. She does the steeple chase and. 3K and the mile, and she's she's tough. She's tougher than me. <laughs> she's up every morning running, and I can't, I can't complain too much when I get home because she's already done so much more than me, so it's good.
0: Okay, training runs. Do you ever go with her? No, not a chance. No. <laughs> Has she ever asked that you go? Uh, of course, when we were dating, I had to man
2: up and show who I was, so I went once, and that was, that was the last time. She's pretty good, isn't she? She's very what good. What
0: are her expectations for this year?
2: Um, she's, she's excited. We're hoping to Uh, Conference will go well, and um, hopefully regional. So we'll see. Okay, It's very competitive, but we're hoping.
0: One of our favorite parts of this show is when we uh, turn the flow over to your teammates for their weekly read on our guests. And so here now we're going to get the Cougars on Cannon. McKay, he's just hes chill. He's funny. Him and his wife are two awesome people. I'll go hang out with them, like just me and them. And it's not weird at all how third wheel it hard, but... He's a, he's a great guy.
2: He's kind of like Luke. He, he's kind of that father figure said something straight. If things aren't going the way they should, Mikael step in and set something straight.
0: He could be like a boy band guy, but he wouldn't be the lead. He would just be one of those guys on the side that,
2: all the girls are kind of like, oh, like, he's cute. Which one was he again? You know, like, like he's in the boy band, but he's just so low-key. He's very energetic on the floor, which the ball finds energy, so it always, it always seems to find him okay.
1: It's been really nice having him be on our
0: side finally. He's been on the green team, just torching us all year. He's a winner. Um, you know, he all he cares about is, is making this team better and his teammates better. And uh, whether he was going to play this year or not, you know, he had one goal, and that's to to make himself better and his team better. And uh, I think that's his biggest strength in the locker room. All right. By the way, a little tease ahead here. Heath Schroyer will be on our show next week, by the way. We'll be talking with Heath. So, uh, yeah, so you guys hang with Yoli occasionally, just like that, the three of you? We have fun, yeah. It's okay to hang
2: with? oh he 's chill
0: We love him. <laughs> <laughs> how soon was it when you joined the team to where you felt like yeah, these are my guys and you really had a, had a good feel uh, chemistry wise
2: honestly, it was pretty quick. Um, just how hard we worked as a together as a team, obviously during the summer it was, it was a special group, I, I could tell early on that a lot of good things were going to happen and they' just they 've welcomed me in and it 's been been great
0: i 'm pretty sure you felt he 'd be a good fit for well, you guys.
1: I, I think we had that conversation early about uh, it's an important. You know, we have 13 scholarship kids, and then we have two non-scholarship uh, kids that usually make our roster every year. And those two guys, they have to be uh, kind of not only really good players, but uh, they have to be you know kind of friendly to all and all friendly to him. And and he, he, it was easy for McKay. He he was it was uh, the, the groups of the guys that I would watch him you know not only work out with, but kind of hang out with when they're eating and and those things. And so. Uh, it, it was a it was quite a celebration when they all found out that he could actually he was eligible could actually play. I mean, I think they were maybe more as more or as excited as you were. You know, it was, it's it, true. It was a pretty fun day. Yeah.
0: And the story's been told, but it was quite the day, a game day, right? Yes. Where you find out that you're playing that night? Yeah, I
2: found out around three <laughs> thirty, right before it was right after our shoot around, and it was crazy. Just all the emotion of finally finally finding out and. Then preparing yourself to go out and play, and I didn't have a jersey. Everything was just (laughs) kind of
1: helter-skelter, but it worked out.
0: And then he got in, and he played so well that night. You
1: know, it's interesting because, you know, he he says that we'd been, you know, waiting for so long. I mean, it seems like maybe, you know, we just we found out that we were down a player, so then we we appealed. We appealed this long before that, Mm -hmm. early, you know, around the end of July, 1st of August. And so we didn't actually get... The whole thing settled until, whatever that date was, you know, November, 15, 18, 17, something yeah. like that. So, uh, and and there were a lot of phone calls and emails and you know discussions, you know, in between uh, that time where he was uh, one day felt like maybe it might happen, next day no chance, you know, one week maybe it might happen. So, the fact that it actually worked out for him, and then you know not only the U- the Utah Valley game, but then the Utah State game. My goodness, he had a, a, a tremendous game for us up there. and What would you have, 17 points or so in that game? I think so, yeah. You know, and you know, we got a big win up there, and uh, he just brought a lot of momentum to our program.
0: Okay, Q&A for McKay is coming up after this break, folks. As we head to break, we remind you that basketball season is blanket season. That means Minky Couture. Learn more at softminkyblankets.com. We've got more with McKay Cannon straight ahead. When we come back... Cougar Nation goes one-on-one with McKay. And we'll have our weekly installment of 10 questions. Stay with us on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is presented by Siegfried & Jensen. Helping Utah families for over 25 years. They're taking a look now at our Cougars in the pros. Kyle Collinsworth with a a triple-double for the G League Texas legend in what turned out to be the final day of his second 10-day contract. So waiting to hear what happens with the Mavs. But he's doing what he does with the legends and looking good doing it. Jimmer Fredette playing out in China, a 19-point game today. Eric Mika with a 9-8 in Italy. That was on the weekend. Charles Abubo still playing in France. Jonathan Tavernari. Hooping it up in Italy, at a five-point game on the weekend and not pictured. Tyler Hawes still playing up in Newfoundland, up in Canada for the St. John's Edge. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. We're visiting tonight with player guest McKay Cannon. Time to get some questions from Cougar Nation for you, McKay. Uh, From Twitter, at Ryben3 asks, what's a bigger and better event in southeast Idaho? The Eastern Idaho State Fair or the Idaho Falls July 4th Fireworks?
2: I got to go with July 4th fireworks. Okay.
0: No, no, no question. Oh, which is there. bigger, I should say? Uh, which is the bigger and better event?
2: It's July 4th. July yeah. 4th fireworks. Okay,
0: good. Uh, question number two uh, coming from Twitter as well at NM Trippy for you. I've noticed a unique celebration after a big play by players on the court and the bench. You pat your heads like you're signaling a shot clock violation, but it can't be that. Clue me in. What's going on? Do you remember? Do you know what they're talking about?
2: I think it's whenever Yoli or someone dunks it, they're saying on their, on their head.
0: Okay, so. a dunk on your head? Yep. So if you're hitting the head, it's just, Yoli's likely just dunk mm-hmm. on somebody. Good. There you go. Good stuff. <laughs> uh, number three from Twitter, at TannerLewis11, if the whole team played a game of horse, who's winning that Who's winning that game? I got to go with myself, right? <laughs> <laughs> have you won a few games of horse in your day? I have, You've yeah. been a creative? A little bit, yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you have a go-to?
2: I like going over the backboard. Just from behinds. The
0: Larry Bird action? Pretty okay. simple, but yeah. it'll get you. Okay. Uh, from uh, Twitter again, number four, at uh, nfhunts for. Uh, well, I guess this came off of what Luke said. Which boy band would you join if you were in a boy band? Not a big uh, boy band guy? Not really. Try, like, try boys, and, can you name one boy band? Actually boys, that Actually boys, that'll yeah. work for me. All right. Uh, each week at this time, we try to have a little fun on our segment. We spend a lot of time coming up with a name for it. it had 10 questions. We said, what could we call it? We called it 10 questions. All right. Let's do it. It's 10 questions. And uh, we have the skinny mic, the game show mic, and we're checking the leaderboard to see how we're doing here. Look at Lee Kamard after last week. To the top of the leaderboard. He's in a tie, though. We've got a bunch of 9 for 10s. No one yet has, uh, has summited uh, the peak to get to 10 for 10. And so uh, there's always that chance, right? You could be the guy. We'll um, I think, in fact, I think there's a question uh, dealing with that here. Um, well, we'll get to it in a bit. Let's, let's get right to the questions. Oh, you know what? Here is a question. Uh, this is from uh, Stephanie Bruin on Twitter. My favorite part of the show is 10 questions. Wondering if anyone will beat the 9 for 10 and get a 10 for 10. Do you think it will happen this year at all? I think so. You think it will happen? Yeah, I do. Okay. Uh, will it be you tonight is the question. Let's find out. Question number one. You ready to roll? Let's do it. Okay. How many points did you score? In your first BYU career game against UVU? Eight. That is correct. Eight in game number one. Way to go. I was worried about that one, too. I thought, does he care? Does he know? And you got it. Uh, Question number two. This BYU campus building includes the cafeteria for students residing at the Helaman Hall's dorms. What building is this? Cannon Center. The Cannon Center. Good. Question three. Which of your BYU teammates also served an LDS mission to Chile? Luke. Luke Worthington. You are three for three, by the way. Let's keep it going. Question four. Dave Rose's first NCAA tournament game as BYU head coach and your first NCAA tournament game as a college player came against this program. Xavier. Xavier. Yeah. Was I right about that for you, Dave? That's right, right? That's right. Okay, good. Xavier. Um, you were part of quite. Four for four. You were part of the 2012 Idaho 3A state championship football team. Which school did Shelley defeat to win the title? Fruitland. Yeah. <laughs> Fruitland it is. Five to five. Question six. In feet, how long and wide is a regulation basketball court? Oh. Length? Uh, 90 feet. Very close. 94 by 50. 94 by 50. That was a tough one, admittedly. Question seven. This LDS church president served right after George Albert Smith and right before Joseph Fielding Smith. David O. McKay? Yes, indeed. David O. McKay. Uh, Question eight. This type of potato is the most widely grown potato in North America. It is ideal for light and fluffy mashed potatoes and is also the potato of choice for baking. And if you want one more clue, well, do you want one more clue? Uh,
2: sure, yeah. Why not?
0: It's the Shelley High School there team name. Go. Okay, <laughs> Russet. Russet, yes. Uh, the Shelley Russets. <laughs> yes, very good. The Russet <laughs> Potato. You were kind of leaning that way, maybe, yeah. but you want to be sure. Uh, question nine. Which two current or former BYU players are you picking to help you win a game of three-on-three?
2: Three? Current. Or former. I'll take Lee Kamard
0: and Jimmer. Bring them up. That's correct. Yes, those are are the two you would take. Uh, And question 10. You and Joshir Hardnett are both officially listed as six feet tall. Which of you is actually taller?
2: I think I might have them, actually. I got them by a little bit. Bring them
0: up. All right. Uh, Let's check out our updated 10-question standings. You did very well. Did you miss just the one? Yeah. Another 9 for 10. So you go to the top of the leaderboard with everybody else. So we haven't had a 10 yet, and it was the basketball yeah. court. I feel bad. I could have given you a simpler one. We could have gotten a 10 for 10. Dave, did you know? Did you have a good sense yeah. on that one?
1: 94. Well, there's actually a couple of regulation sizes, isn't there? And they're 106. Oh, gosh. I hope there's only one. <laughs> but
0: uh, the one I know 90, is 94, 94 by, by 50. 50. That's yeah. kind of what we all know here in the States. But uh, how about a hand for McKay Cannon, folks? And well done. Good job. Thank Hang you. tight there. We're taking a break. We come back. we we'll questions for the coach. Yes, Cannon Blast for McKay tonight. Nine of them. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. We're back in a minute. All right. short corner left child skip past tj big three he got it again tj haas 18 points he loves playing this team it's tj haas doing tj stuff all right that was the exciting play of the game presented by nissan a proud partner of the byu cougars nissan innovation that excites we're back on byu basketball with dave rose presented by siegfried and jensen here in studio c so i think tj's played gonzaga three times now he's averaging 22 23 points a game against them
1: yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, you know, the the way that they play, um, and and as good as they are defensively, he's really been able to attack them in certain spots. And you know, it's funny because Tyler actually kind of you know struggled to score against Gonzaga. They had him locked up pretty good, but but Teej's experience has been that he's put it on him pretty pretty well.
0: And there was a sense I got got a feel kind of early in the game like this could be a good night. Things looked really good for him. Yeah, Robert. he had
1: a really good look in his eye, and and, and it really, I, I just thought that that uh, you know. Um, his he was just on attack from from the very beginning, and and he had his first couple shots, and that that's usually a pretty good night for him. You know when he gets going.
0: Okay, time for some Q and A for you, Coach Rose. We'll start right here in uh, in Studio C. We go to Twitter actually first. Twitter from at Texan Parker. Do you have a favorite motivational tactic or a go to motivational story you might share with the guys from year to year?
1: Well, you know that's I get asked that a lot, quite a, quite a bit actually, and. And I, you know, I I I share a lot of stories from kind of my experience. I try to stay away from uh, former teams here at BYU because I mm. I don't like to you know feel like you're you're putting you're comparing this team to maybe another team or maybe trying to put undue pressure on other on on your guys. But uh, I do like to share stories from. Uh, my playing days and some of the guys that I played with, some of the coaches, that the the stories they used to try to motivate me. <laughs> uh, it's a little bit different world now, you know, than it was 40 years ago when I was playing. But uh, what was
0: I, something a guy might have used with you?
1: Well, his, his his the funnest thing that that we always used to make fun of him because before every big game, it was let's go out there and play 40 minutes of Cougar basketball, you know, with his little twang, and he'd talk about you know when he was. Young, he'd bit the head off a rattlesnake which i'm sure never happened you know but uh, we all say stuff in sometimes where we're trying to might exaggerate just a little bit to make get our point across but um
0: you can still use the 40 minutes of cougar basket yeah that's right i I
1: could use that one but i i I do uh you know i I do find uh you know times to, to, to to really be able to relate to the the guys, some of the experiences that I had as a player,
0: you say you don't like to use former teams, maybe, but when you speak to like youth campers that aren 't b y u guys you've got a lot all of good time. you' got a lot of good stuff all, to turn all the time, to. time
1: when, when we 're talking about you know commitment and dedication and you know discipline and you know toughness i mean there there are
0: a role player knowing your role or whatever it's,
1: there there's a story you know in every. Uh, on every team, from a, a guy who was just yeah. perfect for that team, in that uh, you know that that area that we needed.
0: Okay, another question here from Twitter from at Glennard underscore Skennard. How do you recover from a tough loss to Gonzaga?
1: Well, I, I think any, any any loss is is you know tough, and, and it has this kind of the same feeling to it as far as being able to rebound. I think that in this situation, when you've lost two games in a row, the most important thing is. Is to make sure the players understand the, the the coaching staff that you've got confidence in them individually as players, and hopefully that they have confidence in what we're doing. That's the, that's the thing that you worry about the most is that you get splintered a little bit uh, in the confidence of maybe the system, maybe what we're doing defensively, maybe the personnel that coach is playing. Uh, and so I think the most important thing is, uh, you know, the, it, it never really gets feeling right until you get them back in the gym, you know? And, you know, sometimes those Saturday night losses, they last forever because you don't, all day Sunday, you know, we don't meet and you don't get them back. They go to school Monday and you don't get them in the gym till three o'clock or so. And so that seems to be a really long time. Sometimes, you know, on a Thursday night you get them back in the gym on Friday morning and uh, it gets back to normal pretty quick. So, I'm glad we've had Monday for practice. Had a good day yesterday. We've had a good day today, and and, uh, looking forward to a good weekend.
0: All right, fantastic. More Dave Rose Q&A is coming up after our break. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. BYU Basketball with Dave Rose is brought to you in part by Nissan. Innovation that excites. Our final Q and A segment for Coach Rose, and every week, just use the hashtag Rose Show to get a question in for the coach or our player guest. And McKay Cannon it was a lot of fun tonight. Appreciate McKay. We go right to Twitter, and it's at Big Rig underscore Don Vito asks Coach: Does your wife Cheryl love or just tolerate basketball?
1: Whoa, that's a good question. I think she started out loving it, and now I think she kind of tolerates it. You know, but but it well, it is interesting because on a, a normal Saturday, a uh, home game will come uh, you know, home from pregame meal before I go back uh to you know to the marriage center. And I'll catch her watching basketball games, just no name games. Well she she's got a lot of friends in the business. We've met so many people and so uh you know she'll watch you know them and try to look for the wives maybe sitting behind the bench. But uh I would say that she still loves the game, but it's uh It gets to be uh, at times where she just tries to tolerate it, and (laughs) usually that's February and March.
0: Right around now. (laughs) Uh, She certainly knows it as well as anybody. I mean, she can pick up on stuff that, I mean, maybe not everyone picks up on. I think
1: she knows when the refs are
0: incorrect. (laughs) 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 Uh, Back to Twitter. At S. Dane Carlson. That's fantastic. As S. Dane Carlson on Twitter. What is one major struggle the team is overcoming this season?
1: You know, I I think that – uh, you know, when you think about what happened this weekend, and we we, we kind of, you know, got away from what we're what we're really good at, and and I I think that, you know, uh, phys- the physical presence that we've shown all year long, um, we just didn't have it. We didn't we didn't have it in the LMU game, and made some adjustments to it. I, I think we've we you know we've gotten this. Almost a whole hour without talking about Luke's performance at Gonzaga, career high
0: 16 points. How,
1: how tremendous he was! He played 32 minutes and his ability to be able to, to guard those big guys and cause them issues and cause them problems, and then help in ball screen uh, defense to get them in you know to to shoot one of the lowest percentages of the year. And and that, that that's basically what it came down to is that um, we we need to be more physical on the defensive end of the floor, and I think that'll help us. Uh, you know, on the other end, uh, and and hopefully, you know, we we can become a real consistent offensive team. But I, I think that's probably our biggest challenge is to stay true to what's got us where we, you know, where we are here with uh, you know 18 wins, and then be able to build on that.
0: Since you bring it up, Gonzaga was averaging around 88 a game, and they scored 68 against you guys. That's a season low in points. Yeah, it was pretty,
1: it was pretty good defensive effort from our guys, and I think a lot of that was determination from the disappointment, you know, on to, on Thursday. But I also believe that. Uh, What we're doing and how we're doing it will cause, uh, you know, everyone problems if we can just execute it right.
0: And And that includes in Vegas, which you hope is is where you peak. Uh, Twitter, at Tanner Lewis 11, chiming in with a question for you. Uh, What is your favorite basketball shoe? Maybe either now or forever. I don't know. Well,
1: you know, when when, when I was a kid, I mean, I remember when the first Nike basketball shoe was introduced into our locker room at the University of Houston. And. Uh, in fact, I still have a brand new Air Force One with a wrap around the top that has Houston on the back in, in, in a box that's never been worn. So, if anybody you know, wants to purchase that, it, uh,
0: <laughs> you're the guy I got, to see. I got, it.
1: I got that going for me.
0: You do have that. Yeah, that really You've got leverage in some way yeah. that, that you can trot that out when you so need to. So it's been
1: what 40 years in a box, and uh,
0: could you find the box today if you had? to? Oh yeah, I know where it's at. Okay. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but. Uh, I wore Adidas, I wore Converse in high school, and then Adidas in junior college, and then... Uh,
0: we're a Nike school, all Nike all the time we're now. We're a Nike
1: school at, uh, um, at the University of Houston, and then I've worn Nike ever since.
0: And and the guys, I guess it would be curious to know, guys have a range of things to want to choose for the course of the year? Do they have a, a set number of pair they can have? and is it Yeah, a there, choice, there's, or?
1: there's about six or seven shoes in the team bank that Nike makes, and you're... And and that that's come a long way. It used to be one shoe, and everybody had to wear the same shoe. But obviously, guys' feet fit better in other you know different styles, and so so on. And uh, with our contract and what we have, the, these guys get to get to you know play in new shoes all year long.
0: They're pretty well taken care of. Okay. And then beyond that, Nike gives them a good product to play in. Yeah. That's the most important. It, it
1: was funny. I was talking with Robbie Hummel, who did the color for ESPN. Uh, and he was talking about his, his experience overseas. And he played in, in Turkey and, and, and played in Hungary, played in Russia. And we got we got to the, the, the shoe part of playing overseas. And he says, one thing you you forget as a college basketball player, that those shoes cost a lot of money. He <laughs> says, you just think they're free because that's in college. You just get them free. But he said, when you end up overseas and have to pay, you know, $150, $200 bucks for a pair of shoes, he says, you actually learn to appreciate that a little bit more and, I think our guys are in a great situation as far as our contract is
0: concerned. Yeah, Robbie did the Zags game, and he's just barely out of college and pro. We're back after this with the broadcast schedule for the week ahead. Some closing comments. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here in Studio C. Welcome back to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, presented by Siegfried and Jensen. Here's the broadcast schedule for this week. The Cougars and Broncos of Santa Clara tipping it at 11 a eleven p.m. Eastern time Thursday night on ESPNU. Games on BYU Radio as well. We'll have radio pregame an hour earlier, 9 Eastern, 7 o'clock Mountain. Then Saturday, BYU hosting San Francisco in that matinee. That's a 4 o'clock Eastern tip. Also on BYU Radio with radio pregame at 3 Eastern, 1 o'clock Mountain. That is on the weekend. All right, so BYU is heading down the stretch now. Six regular season games remain. And the Coach Rose, this is your 13th season. In your previous 12 years, you've gone either 6-0 or 5-1 in your last six games, ten times in twelve years. Generally speaking, this has been a good time of year for your teams, and your guys play really well down the stretch. Yeah, and, and I,
1: you know, I, I think our guys are ready. You know, to make a run. I, the, the whole thing is, is, is consistency. And I think that, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm glad we're coming home to kind of maybe you know get some, uh, uh, you know, our feedback on the ground a little bit. But uh, you know, winning on the road is tough, and then you know to really finish it off, you, you've got to win on a neutral court. So. Hopefully we just improve and we can get better and get prepared for what's next.
0: All right. First two games come back-to-back back at home this week. Fans, we'd love to see you here in Studio C for next week's show. To request seats, you just go to BYUCoopers.com slash Rose Show next Monday or Tuesday to get a spot in next Tuesday's audience. We'll talk to you next Tuesday at 8 Eastern, 6 o'clock Mountain. For the coach, and McKay Cannon. I'm Greg Grubel. This has been BYU Basketball with Dave Rose, live from Studio C. Good night, folks.